what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I am your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. Tonight, Thursday night hangout, we're joined with John and Drake. A really special episode. We don't, we haven't done this on a Thursday with everybody here, so this is exciting. Uh, we hung out with John on Tuesday night. We talked a lot of good stuff there, and we're blessed with him again tonight. So, welcome to the show, guys. John, how's it going, man? Good, buddy. How are you? Doing fantastic. It's Thursday. We got a Milwaukee Bucks LA Lakers game probably tipping off in maybe 10, 15 minutes. So I think we're going to get John in here for roughly that amount of time. Drake, how you doing with uh, with, with Kyrie there? Um, I mean, what a great segue into what I'm just about to go off here because I am doing great today, guys. I hope everyone was able to catch the Cavs versus the Nets game because my boy Colin Sexton just went off. The guy couldn't miss a basket. The Cavs were running their young unit. Drummond didn't even play in overtime. They were running. I mean, Coach JB just said, Isaac, go cover KD. Go cover Harden. And he just, he did. So not I'm not saying he shut him down or anything, but what a game. Like, I haven't had that much fun with a Cavs basketball game in a long time. So. Over 100 shot attempts for both teams. And, of course, it was the the opening of the big three playing with Durant, Kyrie, and James Harden. They all played really well. Like I, I don't really know how they lost besides basically Colin Sexton just said, no, not tonight. And he hits – it was four in a row uh, at one point there. Colin Sexton said exactly what I was saying is, welcome back to the land, Kyrie. Welcome yeah. back. <laughs> Good to have you. And that one, yeah, that one was Should have brought some more sage. At, at what point did you turn that basketball game on? Um – so you told me about – so this is another good point for people. Kyle is a wizard with these Yahoo Sports app when they're playing games. So you told me all the games were on. So I think I turned it on in the third. Um, and then I casted it on to the TV in the fourth. And then uh, my wife and I both watched the fourth in overtime and had some fun with that. Very nice. So I guess – uh, any big takeaways from watching Durant, Harden, and Irving on the same floor together? Did anything impress you? Anything you thought maybe could use some improvement? So something that's going to probably stick out with the Nets for the rest of the year is going to be their depth. I mean, right. their big three did what their big three does. I think you'll probably get more points from Harden, and this is their first game together. So Triple not like I'm saying Harden. nothing's wrong, but um, – yeah, I think depth might become an issue, especially in the regular season. You're going to see some of these games where they're, you know, the Cavs are scoring 147 against them. So, don't, you know, that's that's going to be playoff basketball though. But I don't think for a fantasy perspective, this is going to change your what you're doing with the Nets at all. What do you guys think? Uh, I'll throw it to John in a second, but we kind of talked about this on Tuesday and we were kind of telling people to just chill and hold, like, don't send Kyrie away. Don't, you know, try to move Harden or Durant. Let's just wait and see what this looks like. Cause we're assuming everyone's going to be able to eat. And if not, it's going to be kind of like an every other game situation where in a week's worth of points, you're going to get what you need. Uh, yeah. I don't, John, did you have any thoughts on that? This is game one with the big three intact, and I found it kind of interesting that Harden took a little smaller of a scoring role, a much smaller scoring role. But um, outside of that, it all kind of went according to how I thought it would. Harden is definitely the lead facilitator on this team now, which is not surprising because he's top three at that in the entire freaking NBA. Durant is still kind of their main hoss. And I think Kyrie is going to be the guy who's going to be the boomer bust guy. I think you're going to get a lot of triple doubles from Harden like you usually do. I think Durant is going to lead them in points the rest of the way. And he's also going to get all, all sorts of other stats too. Probably has a good chance of leading them in rebounds, has a good chance at leading them in steals and blocks. If, um, if, if, if uh, DeAndre doesn't play a lot of minutes, you know, the steals are up for grabs at this point. So um but yeah, even still, I just I don't know what you're getting out of any of these guys in a trade right now. I just unless you get something you're you're really excited about, I would definitely hold because I think there's a good opportunity for all three of them moving forward. But Kyrie is not going to be on the hellish, insane, awesome pace that he was on to start the season. It's just impossible with sharing the ball at Durant and Harden. So I'm actually just looking at the box score. Like Harden only took 14 shots. Out of 106 total shots by the Nets, I think that's kind of weird to me. Uh, we we all kind of know Kyrie's not like a huge assist guy, but only three in in 48 minutes 
Uh, that's a little a bit of a weird number for me there. But Harden, man, I, I think you're you're very happy if you held on to Harden through the Rockets situation. So I don't know though. I, I, their depth, man, that's that's scary. You got Joe Harris playing a ton of minutes, but DeAndre Jordan only 24 minutes. Like they don't really have that other big man. Uh, like the Cavaliers have their four or five dude, but they kind of do keep in rotation here. So the depth for I mean, this game was out also without uh, with with Darius Garland not even playing. So, Garland and Love were out. There's a lot to like here with this Cleveland. I think they said they seven and seven. They're probably yeah. They're seven and seven. And you know, like I was saying before, what I really liked is the last couple minutes of the fourth and overtime. Drummond wasn't playing. Um, they were just they were running the young guys out there, and then they were running Terry and Prince because the Nets were going small. So I I really liked what I. I think that's what you're seeing for the future of the Cavs minus Garland. You you want Garland to be in that group, but. I, th- I think with Sexton and Garland and um, the rest of the crew that they have built around that, they can they can really run with this young nucleus here. Really exciting. And, I mean, they kind of were – was it all COVID and personal reasons and stuff for like the last week and a half or so, but things are kind of evening out. I know Garland still got that injury. I think it's the shoulder. Yep. Uh, and Love was – I don't remember what Love's injury was. Something like that. Um, so – very, very encouraging though. The Cavs sit at six, and we probably still haven't seen their best, healthiest, you know, game of basketball yet. So they, I don't know, they're very surprising. Glad to see them there. Uh, but we can kind of move on to other things here. John, did you want to get into some of your prop bets for tonight before we before we send you out of here? Well, I wanted to ask Drake a quick question because Drake's our, our resident Cavs fan, and I'm curious about Andre Drummond. So we we always talk about him as a, as a super stud, fantasy wise. I mean, he, minimum, you know second round draft capital for most of the people who watch our podcast and some people, you know, even, even higher, you know, especially in a deeper 12, 14 team league, he might've even been an end of the first round guy. Um, You know, you talk about him not playing in overtime at all. You you talk about teams going smaller and maybe dictating him off the court. Sometimes you see this as a potential challenge to his fantasy value going forward because this is kind of an interesting moment for him he's still i think people are still looking at him as a big dog in terms of fantasy but if we get some if there's any kind of like fear you know you might have as someone who watches a lot of drumming from a fantasy perspective it could be an opportunity to try to start selling or start looking to sell potentially i'm curious what you think about that thought process drake no, I, th- I think you're pretty spot on, John, with that thought, because especially with Jared Allen coming into town, um, even if Drummond isn't scoring yeah. you know, or playing the you know, if Drum- Drummond's going to do what Drummond will do when he's in the lineup, but um, I think even just his normal minutes are going to kind of be affected with Jared Allen being there in town. And once everyone's back and healthy, Drummond's still going to be a really good fantasy player for you when he's – you know, playing. And I think most teams would probably play him. I don't think the Cavs are going to not be playing him, you know, good minutes as long as he's on that team. But I, I think John makes a good point. If you're looking at selling, now is probably a good time. Um, that That's probably an excellent um, idea, John, to sell Drummond right now, because I don't think it's going up from here. And now with yeah. Jared Allen played more minutes than him last night. I know this. Yeah. Well, the Nets don't really have a team where they're going to leave a center out there for 30-plus minutes a game with, with Jordan kind of being on a, a lesser Yeah, it was, it was hard for Drummond to really just kind of keep up with that pace, you know. But once you're getting into their conference games, he's playing traditional slow ball, you know, center-type teams. He's not going to be playing the Nets. So Drummond's still a guy that's valuable, but I don't see his numbers going up. So this is probably a good time to look at selling Drummond. Right. And it's more of a, a more of a situational thing. Like Drummond, to Drake's point, when he's on the court, he's a badass. But there are a lot of teams out there, and more ever than ever, more now than ever before, that can go small, that want to go small, that intend to go small, and those kinds of situations could make drum give Drummond even when he's playing not so savory fantasy weeks. So. Um, you know, if he's playing, then you know, I would maybe go check out his playoff schedule. And if you see a bunch of small ball teams out, you know, down the road there, this guy is maybe not a guy I'd be excited about in the playoffs. Now, if he's got a bunch of like Bucks and Lakers and 
you know, big, you know, big boy teams with a bunch of centers, obviously he's going to get his minutes, but um, just something to keep pay attention to. And, and yeah, if you're, if you have any interest in selling, I, I think Drake and I both agree it could be a good time. So. So on the flip side of that, what do you do if you have Jared Allen? Are you just holding on to things and waiting to see if there's a trade, you know, like to move so, me or something? Or what do you do with Jared Allen? Well, as an owner of Jared Allen, I'll take it. <laughs> um, you definitely keep him right now. And this is kind of something I was going to hit on, you know, later. But we keep talking about trade, so I'm just going to hit on it now. This is not the time to be trading players other than players like, you know, Drummond and stuff. There's, there's so many offers out there, especially I don't know if anyone here is on Fantasy Life. Kyle introduced me to that. But you can see what people are looking to move. Some of these injured guys are there out with COVID. This is kind of the fantasy time to just kind of ride the wave and don't make any drastic moves. Don't If someone comes knocking with their own drastic move, definitely. But this is kind of the time. Let these teams figure out what they're going to be going forward, what the rotations are, and let's get these guys back healthy. We're getting games canceled all the time. I, my phone's just blowing up. This is a tough time for fantasy basketball. Last time the Wizards played. Yeah, so don't be taken advantage of because that this is what this season is. This is where the Sharks come out and they're looking to snag Michael Porter Jr. right off your team because he hasn't played in two weeks. Or you know, so outside of players in Drummond situation, which is few and far be you know tween. This is a good time to just sit and ride the wave. Try to get some wins if you can, but don't get discouraged by some losses. I think John and I talked about this a little bit uh, the other night, but we stressed like the the way to build your roster right now with what's going on is to really look at the waiver wire, like look up and down, look everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can find guys that people are just letting fall through the cracks, even if it's for a week or so. Uh, but the more you know, I, we usually have I have like one or two positions on the bottom of my bench that I like to kind of keep churning each week because sometimes you just hit a guy and he's all of a sudden he's scoring 25, 30 fantasy points a game um so for me i i I'm, i we don't have a single trade done in our uh, in our big league yet i don't think we're going to have many this year but uh, i don't know I, i'm going to i think we got to stress free agency is your friend and sometimes uh i don't know trades trades are tr- trades are tricky even if you think you win now there's a, there's potential for things to fall short um so i don't know anything else to add with i guess with this trade talk well, one other point, and a couple of our a couple of our, our people, our watchers, or you know, we love you guys, by the way. Um, you know, they they have IR slots, and, and this is something kind of interesting that I've been paying I've been paying more attention to and taking more advantage of this year. If you have a couple IR spots to play with, you throw your COVID guys in there, or your injured guys, or whatever, or you know, games that just get postponed. I think they're still marking those players as out as out, even if they aren't the ones who have COVID. Yeah, he's doing a better job with that. Yeah, so so I, um, you know, I have Morant and uh, a couple other players who are just out because of COVID right now. Threw them in my IR spot, and now tonight I was going to only be playing three players tonight: R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson, and um, and Harrell. And, and Royce O'Neal, four players. I, but I was able to grab two other guys because of, you know, dudes on COVID. And so now I'm able to start a couple more players. And, and, and as long as those guys are out, I can, you know, use my transactions aggressively. And, um, you know, I'm not going to drop John Morant, but I'm going to – the guy I picked up because I was able to put him on IR, KCP, Caldwell Pope. Yeah, I'm absolutely going to drop him tomorrow because he's not playing and he's – you know, just a jag. So I'm, I'm, a, that, it, 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 and almost in some ways, if you take advantage of it and you, if you have the IR slots to do so, you can almost, you know, make your way through a difficult COVID situation and, and still get some useful fantasy points. And if you're able to at least put the guy in there every day or every other day a little more frequently than the player you lost to COVID, you might even come out the other side on top. So it's, 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 uh, you know, you gotta, you play the game the way, the way we can play it this year. And, and, you know, COVID could in some ways be kind of a weird opportunity for you. So take advantage of it. If you, if you have, you know, players that go out and you're lucky enough to have some IR spots and, and in the future, I highly recommend IR spots multiple. If you are playing fantasy sports in the middle of a pandemic, that just seems like a good idea. <laughs> can I get four? I get four IR spots. We can vote on it because I don't think we expected COVID to be this. Like I thought it was going to be handled maybe every now and then kind of thing, but I mean, it's it's just wiping out teams right now. 
uh, making things not very so. Expensive. So some talking about COVID. One thing I noticed, um, and I've been complaining about this to Kyle for a while, is <laughs> I'm an early morning riser, and I like to look at my lineup, set it. ESPN won't let you set your lineup before like 9 a.m. And then it won't set to the next day or something like that. I found on the app. And that's not even the real issue. The issue is, is when you're looking to pick up a player, especially with these games getting canceled, they don't really update that till later in the day. So I've been having to run, you know, multiple tabs and I look, okay, this game's postponed, but ESPN's telling me on the waiver wire, he's going to score 20 points tonight. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's, that's another thing to pay attention to. I would assume most apps are similar. They're not going to be able to update this stuff that second. Luckily, we can look that up. See games are postponed. So be careful when you're on the wire because I almost picked up Tyus Jones today. Mm -hmm. And that game was probably canceled at like 830 this morning. (laughs) So so just a little advice. You know, if you're early morning lineup setters, kind of wait. You know, don't be so on it like me. Because we have uh, the way our we don't even have waivers, we just have open free agency, and technically, yep. there's that weird five to ten minute window before first tip. That's kind of when I like to dive into the pool and just just think about anything real quick if I want to snag someone for the night. Um, that way, I have uh, all the information presented in front of me. So, um, yeah, I use the term waiver wire. That's a football, right? We we just do automatic pickups like all basketball leagues should do, right? Um, so, John, tonight. Lakers at the Milwaukee Bucks. That starts probably any minute now. It probably already started. I don't know. It's sitting here. Uh, we also got the Pelicans and the Jazz, the Knicks and the Warriors. You wanted to, to shout out some player prop bets for tonight? I got some sauce for you. So I'll start I'll start slow. I'll, I'll ease you into it. So you know, I picked up KCP for our fantasy league. So, of course, I'm slapping that points, rebounds, and assists. The line is set at 12 and a half. Oh, he's going over. He's going over. KCP, he might he might get 13 points tonight. I mean, the Bucks don't play – they don't guard the three-point line. He's going to get some points. You getting high on KCP tonight? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting real high on some KCP. Yeah, exactly. And um, And I have to – a little shout-out to our boy Kyle Bauer. He was the one who kind of introduced me to these, uh, these points, rebounds, and assists, player prop bets, and I – these are kind of the only ones I mess around with. I really like them. Kyle's talked a lot about the value there. You know, if the points don't go the way you expect, you could maybe get a little insurance with some re- extra rebounds or extra assists. Um, but I, I, I like those kinds of bets. I've also got a nice – I love these, like, kind of fringe wings for some reason tonight. So I've got a another bet um, for the Knicks game. Uh, Reggie Bullock, his points, rebounds, and assists line is set at 13.3. And I'm like, he going over. <laughs> uh, I like I like Reggie Bullock tonight. Kind of like him in fantasy tonight, too, with only three games. He's a, he's another guy I think could have a, I don't know, you know, could get you a 20 or 25, maybe 30 if all things go right, fantasy points. He just plays so many damn minutes. Thank you so much, Tom Thibodeau. Reggie for- has not scored 30 this season yet. Uh, 30 fantasy points. Sorry. That's what I'm saying. He is not. Oh yeah. Well, well, (laughs) maybe, maybe, uh, maybe wake up a little later tomorrow and uh, tune into this Knicks (laughs) Warriors game. It's 13 and a half. I never thought we'd be talking about it. And I love it, John. Look at those minutes. Look at those minutes. He might not be getting 30 fantasy points, but he's getting 30 minutes all the damn time. Your bet is covered. You're making money tonight, sir. I'm making some money. Both of them are covered. Um, What's the next one? I got a Royce O'Neal bet because, of course, I do. I'm disgusted. You'll notice all three of these players are fringe fantasy guys I've picked up on the on the waiver or on the free agency in the past <laughs> couple of weeks. Um, Royce O'Neal's line, his points, rebounds, assists line is set at 15 and a half. Okay. He's going over. He's gonna get. He's gonna get to 25 points, rebounds, and assists tonight. You just, you just book it now. Book it now. He might even have 25 just normal basketball points. Is that a 48 point? Yeah, that is a 48.75 Royce O'Neal game. For a season-high points, 25 real-life points. Jeez. It was 13 and a half? What was it? 
15 and a half. 15 and a half. Okay. okay. John's well, buying the beef next time. He's making yeah, money. I'll, I'll, I'll buy the beef. <laughs> I tried to buy something. You guys wouldn't let me. And then, um, and then I did a, you know, Kyle cued me into this Brooke Lopez line, which I liked. Uh -oh. So I was like, you know what? Let's throw it into a little parlay. So I've got Brooke Lopez with an 18 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Along with that, I've got the the, the Rolls Royce O'Neal, and then finally uh, the, the 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 easy going Reggie Bullock. So that's my three player parlay. I think they're all going over their points, rebounds, and assists. And um, you know, I'm just I'm laughing right all the way to the bank tonight, boys. You parlayed it. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. well done, we have to make this a weekly thing where we get some crazy parlays going. Uh, but what's going on with this Brooke Lopez video? This is amazing. <laughs> This like, is the best picture you could get at Brooklyn. Oh, no. It's a video, dude. I don't know. Is this John losing his parlay on Brooke Lopez? Is that the same reaction? I'm nervous now. I'm nervous. I'm Brooke nervous. at 17 and a half for, for my site, and he's been over that you know, at least three games in a row here. He's been playing a lot better than he did to start the season. Uh, I like the fantasy points. I like the minutes. And, again, super competitive game tonight. We expect him to go 30-plus minutes. So that's kind of why I'm – into Brooke Lopez. Um, I've also, I've been logging the player props here, 14 to 22 on the season so far. It kind of goes in streaks. I was two for two last night, 0 for two the night before. We had we had a nice little six game streak. Um, so kind of streaky, but uh, we got, uh, tonight we got Brooke Lopez. We call him George Lopez around these parts. <laughs> 17 and a half points, rebounds and assists. And then I got RJ Barrett, 26 and a half just seems too low uh, against Golden State, a game where they're gonna have to score points and keep up. Um, so 26 and a half, that seems, that seems, you know, he can get 27 points, just points. Um, so we'll see what happens there, but, uh, player props and, uh, are you getting out of here, John, or we got a few more minutes with you yet? Uh, unless you got something you wanted to talk about with me specifically, but we're, we're two minutes into the Bucks game and I'm just, I'm jonesing to get to it. But if you want, if there's something you want, you guys want to chat about quick, I'm, I'm down. Let's hit you with one question from the chat room real quick, and then we'll start right. you on your merry way. We got Oscar hanging out in the chat room tonight. He got offered Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell for Ice Trey. Trey Young, yes or no? <laughs> Ice Trey, I like that. I like that, Oscar. That's funny to me. Um, I'd go – I'd probably go – this is a tough one. I, I like these two. For, these two for ones are always kind of interesting to me. I mean, Oscar, if your if your team is missing some depth and you and you you know you're kind of weaker, maybe it's at the guard position or just weaker in general. I'd say probably take this. But um, if you have a if you have a pretty solid team, I kind of like keeping Trey Young. He's he's a he's a freak, um, and I I just think he's going to put up some insane points. Guys like Trey, you just can't really replace in, in fantasy. So I, I'd probably lean no. But if you're having a tougher season and you need bodies, I'd probably lean yes. So it's it's just kind of up to you to decide, you know, on that. But good question, very good question. Yeah, that's I, I've been getting a lot of Jamal Murray, uh, Donovan Mitchell questions. I kind of talked about them maybe last week, saying these like these are buy low opportunities that haven't really hit their stride yet. Devin Booker was another name that I talked about. Um, so these are potential buy low guys, but I I, I think Trey Young is clearly like it, it's just it's too far away. Where I'm going to keep the studs. If you want to get access to Murray or Mitchell, maybe you send him another guy. Uh, if you, if you're interested in one of those players, but any thoughts on that, real quick, Drake? Before we let John get out of here. No, 100%, you know, not knowing Oscar's depth, that's kind of the situation. If you're going to get Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell and you're giving up Trey and you're feeling too, you know, you're replacing Trey and then feeling an immediate need, these two players are probably obviously going to score more than Trey's going to for you. So if that's your situation, then definitely go for it. But like we both, you know, everyone said, you can't replace a Trey Young in fantasy right now. So I would say hold. You're holding on to a superstar. Looks like someone's kind of coming, trying to, you know, this is a fantasy tactic that is used all player. over. Right. They just had two players or, you know, throw in that third and think, you know, more is, you know, the more offer. But you got a quality player in Trey Young. Maybe hold on to him for now unless you need to make this trade. And honestly, I don't think you need to make this trade not even knowing your depth because we're early in the season. So, all right, so let's, let's write it out a bit. Let's hold on to that. So, uh, John, we can let you get going, man. I'm sure we'll talk later and enjoy this game. But uh, thank you for hanging out with us. We'll talk to you in a bit. Yeah, always good chatting with you guys. I'll see you Tuesday, okay? All right, see you, man. All right, go, Pat, go.
Yes. Go Paco. Go Paco. All right. So I don't know what we're going to do with the rest of the show, Drake. Maybe let's let's just knock out a few of these questions in the chat room, and then we can yeah. kind of uh, just go wherever the mind goes. Uh, we got a few people hanging out with us tonight so far. Aman Gruel, I don't know if I said that right, but he's asking, uh, what do we think about Oladipo for Jamal Murray? Uh, you've been, you've been kind of lukewarm on Oladipo for a long time, I, I can kind of tell. Uh, and then you were very high on Jamal Murray coming into the the this, like this draft process. So I guess how do you how do you gauge between these two players? Yeah, um, depending on what side you're on, I'm definitely taking Jamal Murray over Oladipo. Oladipo finds himself in a little better of a situation where he can kind of take off and be the guy. So that's better. But I think sustaining fantasy value throughout the season, your guy's Jamal Murray. And he is going to keep putting up. I mean, he's kind of at like his floor right now with his fantasy performances, but we're going to see those peaks and the nuggets are going to get better. You're in a better team. The Rockets are kind of a mess. I think Oladipo, like, you know, just like John Wall and Cousins are, it's just kind of a show right now. Uh, It's kind of a mixed together thing. So, I've never kind of been a Depot fan, though. So, you, like Kyle said, there's a little bias here. I think that if you are getting Jamal Murray in that trade, you are very well on top. So, for me, I actually wouldn't mind taking Oladipo in this trade, um, just because he like he's technically like getting a better situation um, than he was with in Indiana. And just in two-game sample with the Rockets here, he's scored 22 and 32 points. He's going to be their best scorer. It's him and Christian Wood. That's what this team is. It's not going to be a great team, but we've kind of done a lot of talking on uh, just about teams that aren't very good, but they have really good fantasy assets that we enjoy. So even with the Pacers, like he was, he was scoring statistically more than Jamal Murray. So I still think Jamal Murray is a good buy-low opportunity. I would want him on my team if I can get him and I don't have him. But uh, at the moment right now, Oladipo, man, he's averaging 38 points just on the season. And I think Jamal Murray's down here at uh, at 30, 30.2. 30.2. Uh, but we do expect that number to come up, right? We expect the number to come up, and I, I think we reasonably expect Oladipo to come down. I think just the frustrating part with Murray is just the inconsistency. He's he's he just needs to have one of those those games for like for a week. He just he just romps, and he, all of a sudden he remembers, hey, I was pretty damn good in the bubble. Uh, yeah, and I mean that's kind of the problem, and that's the difference between Oladipo and like you kind of shed on. Oladipo's in a good situation where he just goes out there and balls every night. Jamal Murray goes out there every night and follows the game script. Mm-hmm. So whoever has the hot hand is getting the ball. Whoever the game plan is, getting the ball. And, you know, so you're looking at a situation where Murray is definitely the better basketball player. Yep. But like Kyle shed some light on, maybe Old Depot is a better fantasy option right now. If you want to ride the hot hand, that's definitely something you can look into. So I'm not sure if he's acquiring Oladipo or or sending yeah. Oladipo, but... Uh, I think we shed enough light on that. I think the good news is we, we like both players for fantasy, but again... Uh, Jamal Murray, man, he's he's a buy low right now. If you can get him for cheap, I think that's what you should do um, for sure here. And uh, let's just take one more question, then we'll kind of move into something else here. Um, what's going on, Turner, man? Thanks for hanging out with us. Turner's hey, in Turner. our league tonight. Uh, he, he was kind of idle the first weeks, but now he's back into it. He's playing the number one team this week. Uh, we got Aiden in the chat room. What's going on, man? Hey, uh, Aiden. He's got something for us here. So in uh, in his 12-team league, not the 12 <sighs> He traded RJ and Steven Adams for James Harden. Just initial reactions right away on this. Turner, my man. Or no, we're on Aiden now. Sorry. Aiden. Aiden, well done, sir. You are just a superior fantasy basketball player that you were able to make that trade. Lightning so, in a bottle. Um, yeah. Just amazing job by you. When, I'm curious when Aiden was able to pull this off. Like, Was this before these just monster triple-double numbers here? Um, or was this, you know, someone's trying to sell high on James Harden? Uh, but I think Aiden way. is just that good of a guy. He cool. he was able to make this work, and he, I mean, he, I, he made this guy feel like he was getting the better deal, I bet. Right, and I, I don't know if the guy maybe had an injury uh, where he felt he needed to kind of acquire some some extra depth, a two-for-one. Yeah, James Harden, though. <laughs> J- okay, so R.J. Barrett, his draft day value might have been seventh, eighth round, right? And then Steven Adams, you probably could have got him again, like maybe eighth, ninth, somewhere in that range. 
So you, you just cashed in like a lottery ticket here. So th this is a really good move, Aiden. Uh, well done, especially in a 12-team league. That, that's a blockbuster there. Uh, and then he also says he's got an open roster spot. He picked up uh, Chet A. Osman here. And uh, he said, any people I should add up in that spot? Or I'm good with 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 Osman, man. That's that's quality. Chetty's a good add. You know, it just kind of depends what's going on with your waiver wire. I, you know, like Kyle and John, play the waiver wire so much that I fall in love with these guys randomly. Chetty's had some nice games. If you're looking back from the 11th, you got a consistent showing there without the yeah. two games he missed because that was Washington's fault, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um I, I think that's a really good pickup right now. He's playing a lot of minutes. And like I was talking before on the show, Aiden, this is the Cavs kind of nucleus that they're working on. And this is what JB is going to be giving minutes to. It's this young squad, um, Chetty, Sexton, Isaac, you know, Nance Jr. looked so good last night. I was just loving what Nance Jr. was putting up last night. And then you're going to get Prince and Allen in there. So, I think Chetty's a great pickup. If uh, Isaac's available, that's another guy to look at. He's getting just insane minutes. He's not putting up, you know, insane amount of fantasy points right now. So if you're just looking, you know, maybe get a minutes guy. So you got 12 points. A coral was got 30, was and you know, so I mentioned him on my Monday, just my quick waiver wire video, but the minutes are just hard to ignore. Yeah, uh, they want to get him on the floor. It's, it's as easy as that. Um, yeah. He's not their number one scoring option. He's not going to be, especially with Garland coming back. But he's their mid-range scoring option, and he's he's on the court, so anything can happen. Right, so we like that. And he's uh, only 7.8% rostered, so he's definitely a guy you can kind of float around, add, drop, add, drop. Like if Cleveland, I'm a Cavs fan, and I just dropped him, so that tells you. So the way that I would use a guy like Okoro is if Cleveland has uh, two games, you know, back-to-back -back two days, and I know Okoro's, he's probably going to get you call it 70 minutes between those two games. I'll take, I'll take 30, 40 points if, if that's what it takes. So uh, yep. definitely interested in there. Uh, we got a lot of questions coming in, man. We're just going to keep firing. Answer. Like um, John, John was commenting on Tuesdays, like these shows just kind of make themselves uh, at this point. So yeah, they make it easy for us. We got Michael Carew hanging out in the chat. What's going on, man? Thank you for hanging out. Welcome, uh, Michael. He's uh, the question is dropped Hunter for Kelly Oubre, DeAndre Hunter for Kelly Oubre. Any thoughts on that, real quick, or should we look at some numbers? Let's look at some numbers here. Um, so Hunter's been he's been kind of in and out, hasn't he, lately? Yeah, he you know, he's up and down, but he's he's still doing DeAndre Hunter things. I think the minimum you're getting out of Hunter is you know, about 25 points a game. He's got that 16.5, yeah, 28. So, mm -hmm. um, DeAndre Hunter is a guy we talk about a lot here. And I really like Hunter, but let's take a look at a. You know, I'm wondering if I can do the. Because I was looking at how do we compare players here, so we can hit compare players. Um, wow, see. it just makes it that easy for us. Right? Can I type in Hunter and get him checked? We'll check him, and we're gonna type in Kelly Oubre. So I'm an Oubre owner, so I'm probably gonna be biased here. Um, First, a Hunter owner. So. Good. Yeah, you have the Hunter. Okay, yeah. so minutes, it goes to uh, DeAndre Hunter with 33.7, Kelly Oubre, 32.7. More rebounds for Oubre, um, more assists for DeAndre Hunter, but Oubre's got him in the, the big defensive stats here. So steals, blocks, and also less turnovers per game. That's kind of a, that's a massive difference, 2.7 to 0 0.3. <laughs> and then it, it looks like uh, Kelly Oubre, we get technical follow points because we're idiots. Um, so that's kind of, we'll skip that, but then the points, the scoring actual, you know, the bucket points is, is really similar here. Um, so for me, just because I look at those steals and those blocks, man, um, steals, he's only 0.7 more than Hunter. And then he's also getting a full 1.3 blocks more than him. So that, that to me, that kind of weighs out, uh, and just in terms of average fantasy points, it looks like, I guess one, th one thing to note too, Kyle, sorry to interrupt you is that Kelly is trending upwards. Yes. Whereas DeAndre Hunter is kind of hitting his plateau and settling down a bit in his role, especially as more Atlanta players are healthy. So, so I didn't realize I had the last seven days mm -hmm. check here. So technically, Ubre is the hotter player at the moment, but we kind of noticed there's like a knee injury thing going on for Hunter. 
Um, so at the moment right now, I would say Ubre is kind of on the rise. And for me, I, I've liked his consistency lately. He's starting to score, you know, more consistently. Like the last five games, he's been over double digits. I like that. Uh, and then again, like a block in five straight games for Kelly Ubre. That's some, um, you know, some really good numbers there on the defensive side. And you see a 38, a 41 and a half. Um, so his floor is starting to elevate. Um, yeah. So and it's not as crowded for what Kelly's doing too. You know, Hunter's in, and that's weird to say about the Warriors, but they're a little thin right now, and they are going to be playing him, especially with him turning upwards like this, and he's finally, you know, settling into his role. Um, I think I think you made a good move. I'm just curious, man. I think if, if there's any, like, I, I, I would hate to let DeAndre Hunter go. I'm hoping this is only like an eight or a 10 team league. Um, yeah. Definitely try to I, know, I have six players injured right now, so I just right. keep them so, yeah, on at this point. You got to play the hand you're dealt here, but yeah, but but yeah, to Kyle's point, you know, you don't really want to be dropping DeAndre Hunter, but if you're able to pick up a hot player like that, I think we both agree that's a good move, right? So, uh, thank you for the question there, Michael. Let me see what else we got here. Um, we got Amon asking another question. So, what do we do with Booker? Um, Devin Booker, he's hurting my team. Should I trade? Um, I've kind of mentioned Booker as a, as a buy low candidate. If you can maybe send someone that you took in the fourth or fifth round and acquire the second round pick, I think that's uh, a, a pretty good idea. What do you, what do you do if you have Devin Booker? If I have Devin Booker, I'm holding the line right now. And I, I think we kind of touched on this earlier. It's, it's early. Devin Booker's settling into a new offense, new players. He's got Chris Paul now telling him what to do. He used to be able just to catch the ball from, the pass in and go and run whatever he wants. Keep Booker, hold the line. You're going to be rewarded. Right. So I, I just, I don't think if, if you're trying to trade Booker, like I'm going to look at this 31.3 points per average. I'm, I'm going to hold on to Booker. If you want to trade him, you wait till he pops off for like 46, you know, real points or something like that. Um, so if you're, if you're looking for that kind of situation, I think you need to wait for a pop, wait for him to hit like a 50 plus fantasy point game. Um, but then again, like, do you want to trade him after now? He's like, we've finally been waiting for him to do this. And all of a sudden he's doing it. Um, right. I, w- I think we both agree tend to uh, holding on to Mr. Booker there. Uh, what's going on, Justin, man. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. He picked up George Lopez off the waivers. Very happy. Um, dude, I, I, I cut Brooke Lopez like a week and a half into the season. And it was one of those things where I just knew he needed to go to a better home for him to succeed. Uh, but it's it's good to see Brooke Lopez uh, playing some good ball there. Um, let me see. We got a lot of comments here. I'm just kind Is of that re- your biggest regret, cut, Kyle? Of the season? Because um, mine's Cole Anthony. I mean, I regret it. I regret it. But um, I think I was able to snag. I mean, at the time, let's see who I snagged here. Um, I'm not even sure who the hell I snagged here. I'm, I'm, it's musical chairs, man. People, someone's going to make another dumb cut where I'm going to be able to snag somebody here. Like I just, okay. I picked up Kelly Olenek and Dalton uh, was, was kind of trash talking Kelly Olenek. And I'm like, this dude, this dude can get buckets and get mad. I used Kelly this year and for a good yeah. week against your brother, actually. <laughs> He's been a busy guy. He's been moving around a lot. He just dropped 30. He almost flirted with a triple double last He's night. He's such a, you know, effective player when he's in. Um, the so. one thing that I hate about him though, is these turnovers. The man, the man kind of fumbles the ball quite a bit, but um, he's he's the key role player. He's a starter for the Heat. He's also dual eligibility, which we uh, we have stressed, I think, more than enough how much we like those players. Um, so essentially, Justin's I kind of got another thought. Uh, what do we got? We Justin's got another thought. Did we talk about that? Um, so okay, so he's assuming uh, Bogey. I think that's Bogey Cousin. Yep. Too good because uh, no wood in playing the piston. Um, is that the next game coming up here for? Uh, so that's Dude, tonight? That's, that's tomorrow. tomorrow. Rockets right. and is Wood is Wood out? Wood has been ruled out. What's going on with Christian Wood? I'm so frustrated with Demarcus Cousins. Uh, I think was that you? I was talking with him about last week. Um, so let's just see here. Uh, Wood's been ruled out on Friday with an ankle. Um, so yeah, the one game that Wood missed earlier this year, which would have been this one uh, six here. And let me just pull up Cousins. Uh, that was the game where Cousins like went off. Uh, so one six, January sixth, Cousins comes in and he gets forty five fantasy points, nine points, fourteen boards, one assist. Justin's on it. Justin cool. already knows. All right, so this is the player prop bet lock for tomorrow. We're gonna take him over probably <laughs> his points, rebounds, 
don't expect any assists, hopefully three or four. But if, if this is like a line of like 19 and a half points, rebounds and, and assists, we're going to we're going to smash the over there. So good call there, Justin. Uh, appreciate the tip off. Um, so let's see. Why wasn't Andre playing a lot compared to Allen and Larry? So we kind of talked about that at the beginning, Justin. You might have missed that. Uh, we we kind of think it was just because, well, we didn't really touch on this idea, but they kind of just got a new toy with Jared Allen. Maybe they wanted to see what he could do. Uh, against his former team, maybe that was uh, a, a good play on their part there too. Uh, but the Nets just didn't really have a lot of minutes for their their five player with with DeAndre Jordan. So they kind of, I don't know. I think it was more experimental and seeing what they have with 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 Jared Allen. Anything to add on that, Drake? Um, you know, kind of like what I said before, and this is you know just from a guy following the Cavs, and I could end up being one hundred percent wrong on this, but the Cavs kind of have a. Uh, a view of what the team needs to be. And last, you know, the last couple of years we've had coaches that wanted to keep playing veterans and keep, you know, basically, you know, playing the best player available, but not getting younger guys experiment, you know, experience JB is the opposite. So in these high pressure situations and these close games and Drummond just didn't fit into the game script really towards the end there. Um, we're going to see more of these younger Cavs rotations just because that is what the future of the Cavs looks like. And that's what they're working towards. Uh, so we're going to see exactly what we're seeing. We're going to see more Larry Nance jr. Games. We're going to see more um, Isaac games. We're going to see Tayshaun, you know, Terry and Prince is a great Tayshaun. Terry and Prince is a great um, addition into this to play the small ball and he, he just has pretty consistent numbers. So that is why I think Andre wasn't playing. Andre played most of the game, though, because he's just he's that good of a player. But the future of the Cavs kind of looks different than the future of Andre Drummond, So if that makes sense. Drummond has one more year on his deal with Cleveland, correct? No, Drummond is done after this year to player option last year. So is there an opportunity where they move him? This there year? is. There is. There's an opportunity. Drummond is, I mean, and I think the Allen deal kind of speaks to that. Um, and what the minutes and what the game script showed you last night speaks to that as well. That As good as you know, a rebounder. Drummond is just, he's a very good basketball and fantasy basketball player. But um, I think his time will end with the Cavs. I don't know when the trade deadline is, but we also we didn't really talk much about this. I don't think we talked about it at all on the show. Uh, but with uh, is, it, uh, is it Porter Jr.? Um, I'm blanking on his first name, Kevin. Um, Man, you bring it up, Kevin. There's there's a there's a trade coming down the line that's going to probably include Kevin Porter Jr. and one of their big five centers here, whether it's McGee, Drummond. I would like them to keep Larry Nance. I think Larry Nance has earned his spot there. He probably seems like they, they will be keeping Larry Nance. Larry Nance is a Cleveland guy. His dad is a Hall of Fame Cleveland player. I mean, he, he Larry Nance is staying on this team. So, so there's a potential package of a, a center with Kevin Porter Jr. We'll see what happens there. But I just there's there's a move coming. So yeah, Aiden's uh, at the bottom of the comments here. He says I heard the Celtics are trying to trade for Drummond. That would be a great fit for Drummond. Yes, uh, that's that's a great fit. They can plug him in on those high intensity defensive you know yep. situations, and they can run offense with him, no problem. The other team that I thought. Because I've watched a lot of this this crappy basketball team, and it's been the Toronto Raptors. They they don't have a starting center that hang. Uh, so, uh, ideally, though, Cleveland sends Drummond out of the East. Please, um, I think that would be a really wise move there. Um, so, I got a we got a fun question here from Aiden. Uh, I hope we get more like Aiden. We should get more of these questions. So, we're gonna play start bench cut Drake, and we're looking at Isaac Okoro, Harrison Barnes, and Duncan Robinson. So, start bench cut and i'm assuming that we're just going to look probably straightly at points i think the, the easy one to cut is probably okoro we've already said we we're going to cut him um but start or bench are you starting duncan robinson or are you starting i start duncan robinson every single chance i get aiden because this guy is just electric you know look at him he's even wearing that electric jersey yep <laughs> um, he's so just I'm the guy that can just go off you know i think christmas day I watched him go off um, 
just hit like six three pointers or something crazy like that. Um, so he he's a guy that I'm I'm always gonna start just because of that potential. Barnes, I think you know what you're getting with Barnes. Barnes is a very consistent, solid player. Um, you're not gonna be upset, but looking even at those, you had a, you know a couple blow up Barnes games, but trending down I, the last two games. I definitely like Robinson. He's in the better situation, and you don't want to be the guy sitting Robinson when he pops on you. Right. And I think the good news is like, we made this really easy. We're going to cut Okoro. Uh, the minutes for Barnes and Robinson are just way, way more interesting, and these guys actually score and kind of do some other things. They're veterans. Uh, mm-hmm. so easier to trust. So I think it's it's really close between Barnes and Harrison. If you're starting, like, I guess, the start bench, is it just for one night? Is it for the rest of the season? Kind of thing. I think go with Duncan Robinson rest of the season because um, Heat. Man, I watched this. They they played the Raptors last night. The the Mofo had uh, was it four threes in the first first half or first quarter. They did. They could not stop him. So he he can be really streaky, little fun player here. I wish he could contribute a little bit more, but I think Duncan Robinson's going to be the start. Yeah, he's a purely points guy, but you know you're not getting a whole lot more with Barnes either outside of his points. So. So thank you for the question. That was a fun question. We should we should That's get some more. Um, <laughs> yes, you got to live in the waiver wire for sure. Um, waiver wire is your friend. Um, so someone did an RJ Barrett for Beasley trade. Isn't that crazy? One sided. Is that is that Beals? Beals? Beasley. Uh, be, um, Which Beasley here? Malik, I'm guessing. For Minnesota. So no, this, this isn't one sided. He's been playing really well for them. Yeah, I know a good they're player. They're crowded with that position for sure. The two and three guard, the wing spot there. But I mean, high potential. You're getting RJ. You're gonna like that. Um, what you're getting with going forward, RJ just needs to be given the ball every time in New York. But I almost wish RJ would just be like their point guard. Um, for the most part here, but the Peyton plays pretty well there. So, I mean, we, I think we both would rather have RJ Barrett, but it looked like Beasley was playing well enough here. Um, so I don't know. If yeah, I think correct. Minnesota has some injuries right now, um, but Beasley's going to be a solid fantasy player going forward. So it's probably not completely one-sided, but you're, you're thinking the same. You're thinking just like us that RJ Barrett's a better player. Right, and it, it's close, maybe three or four points per game there just by looking at the, I guess, the last seven, though. The last seven games, it is a little bit more one-sided. RJ Barrett's probably the one guy that you want there. Um, so Justin's got another question for us real quick. He's asking uh, Kemba or Holiday? I'm assuming that is, um, is it Justin Holiday or is it Aaron Holiday? I would assume he's Drew or no. It might be Drew. Which holi- we got a lot of Holidays. We got a lot of holidays. Too many holidays. So I'm just going to no pull vacation, up one so. named holiday here. We got Aaron, Justin, and Drew. I'm assuming it's not Aaron. He's the 10.8 there. So we'll pull up We'll pull up those holidays, and we'll pull up Kemba here. I'm, I think I'm taking Kemba, man, um, without even looking at the numbers yet because his numbers are only going to get improving. If you want someone that's super consistent and he's just going to you know continue to do what he's doing, Drew Holiday is a fantastic player. Um, one of my favorite things about Drew Holiday is, as a Bucks fan, there is a there is a level of stress that you have when Eric Bledsoe is on the court, and all of a sudden that it, there's just it's calm with Drew Holiday. You don't have to worry about him doing anything crazy. He's gonna make he's gonna look to make the best play. He hits threes really well. He gets steals. I love the steal column here, and he, the man gets blocks. Um, so I love Drew Holiday. I, I think. I think that could be a really close one for Kemba, but if you are, if you're four and one or four and zero or something, and you can afford to wait on a guy like Kemba, again, he's only playing about 20, 24 minutes per game here. So he's going to have the escalator effect where he's going to be going up. Uh, Any, any quick thoughts? Would you rather have Kemba or would you rather wait for uh, one of the holidays? I think I agree with you. Um, Kyle, basically on all your points, just kind of Kemba's going to go up as long as he stays healthy. Um, Giroux, he's a nice player, like you said, but I, I think the the money's in Kemba going up. Right. Good good pick there. Um, so we heard the Celtics trying to get Grumman. I got you with more. Awesome, man. Um, 
All right, we got another one from Justin. We got this. This is this is fun. We're doing start bench cut. This is kind of fun. Um, so we got Harden, Bradley Beal, and Joel. Joel and Bead here. Do I need to pull up these guys on the compare list here? Or? Don't cut any of them. I, this this is more of like a fantasy like like if you're playing DFS or something. DFS. Or? I think that that's yeah. kind of what we're looking at here. So for now, we're gonna cut Bradley Beal because the Washington Wizards are just infected with some kind of weird funk. I'm just gonna ignore Beal, and we're gonna put Beal on the cut for start bench. Um, I'm probably starting Harden. We're gonna bench Joel Embiid here. Uh, any any thoughts on that? I think I'm starting Joel Embiid. Actually, uh, um, I, I would need just to because I love. I mean, I love Harden, but we already talked about how many mouths there are to feed in um, Brooklyn. And if anyone in their right mind thinks that Kyrie Irving is taking a second fiddle to anyone, the guy doesn't even think LeBron's better than him. So. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's be honest here. I, I I like Joel when he's healthy. He has had some. Ins- I think he's had the best game in fantasy this year. Uh, Capella might have got him <laughs> last night. Eighty three. Oh, did Capella get him? Damn. Let me see. Let's get Capella up in here. But I, I like Joel's role. Joel's going to fill out every single spot in that stat sheet for you. All right. He tied with Capella at eighty three point five. How does that even happen? In a full basketball game that they tied in points. Overtime, man. <laughs> rebounds were this. We 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 actually score up for offensive rebounds here too. So, but we but Capella's another guy we've loved. So I'm not so surprised by that at all. If if we're doing start bench cut, I would need to know what team Philadelphia is playing that night. Because yes, the highs for Joel Embiid are ridiculous. Um, so a team like Boston, they're not going to have a center. Yeah, give me Embiid. Like that's that's ridiculous. Miami. I think Bam Adebayo was out that game, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm looking around here for any other games that might make sense. Um, Toronto, again, another one of his best games against a team without a center. Washington Wizards. Don't Look at really those play. points. Um, so in a game, like I guess the weird one's Charlotte. He kind of didn't really blow up against Charlotte, just some average good games here. Um, so that one, this one's kind of depending on who we're playing that night. Um or can we just assume Bradley Beal is healthy? The Washington Wizards are back. Bradley Beal is a boss, and we're gonna just drop like a cool seventy-four here, get a sixty burger. Um, whew, this one's tough. There's you could, I think you can make a case for anybody to be started. In this yeah. Point. So we gave you two good cases. I think yeah. you know Beal's obviously the odd man out at this point, but uh, but man, the the hardened stats man are there. He's had triple, three straight games of double-digit assists. I. I didn't see that coming. Um, I don't see any 80-point games there, though. So he, he Essentially, he would have to have a, a triple-double with like a 40-point game. I right. Think that would have to do and it. And I think Joel could do that, you know, once every two weeks. So Kind of go off on a guy for that. We'll, we'll rank him in Bead, Harden, Beal, just because Beal's not playing right now. So um, Pretty close, have- though. I mean, you're not. Right. Start so this, bench cut Hardaway Gordon Dragic. This one's a little bit more of a thinker here. Um, I like that he put Gordon Dragic right in a row. Gordon, Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon. Is it Gordon Hayward or Gordon Aaron Gordon? That's a good one. Um, he That's said bad. he's using he's using last names. So I bet yeah, he said Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Gordon. By the way, yeah. Um, so I'm just I'm gonna leave Aaron Gordon on there too. We're gonna do double Gordons. Every single Gordon. Eric Gordon. So I think Eric Gordon's probably out for me. Um, all right. So start, cut, bench. Who are we starting, sir? I think uh, we, we got to take – I got to remove Aaron Gordon from this because he's the clear winner. Um, but okay. So Tim Hardaway Jr., mm, he's making a really good case here. He's averaging 26.5 points in the last seven days. Goran Dragic, I, I – I love Goran Dragic, but it just seems like he's got more of a lower floor here. So I'm, I'm thinking he's not. He's gonna, and he's gonna be taking minutes off. You know, he's, right? He's playoff tragic. I'd rather have Duncan Robinson for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also here with with Eric Gordon, I like the upside here, but these lows, I can't. Have, <sighs> Too much inconsistency, inconsistency in that offense. Um, so I think. Well, who who are we cutting, Dragic or Gordon? Um, we are. Definitely cutting Dragic, Dragic right now. Um, we can we can play the waiver wire and pick yeah. up if you're playing. Again, That's he's getting you what he's going to get you in the regular season. 
So Eric Gordon actually looks like a value at about only 30% owned. Like, yeah. he's, worth a, he's worth a look here, 23.6 fantasy points per game here. Now that Harden's out of the way, he should be able to kind of maintain – you know, this 34 minutes back-to-back games without Harden. So this is interesting. Maybe we'll bench Gordon and and we'll start Hardaway for now. But yep. this is a good find, Eric Gordon. He's only 30% owned. So if you guys are watching and Eric Gordon's available in your league, um, definitely look at it. You know, 26.25 and 28 points in the last couple games here. So that's super encouraging. Um, so we're almost – up with the hour, I think what we'll do is maybe we'll just kind of pound out a few more of these questions, Drake, and then we'll get uh, we'll get out of here for the night. Uh, we got one more real quick. Let's just do it off the, the top of the head. Terrence Ross. Um, I can't. For, I keep forgetting Edwards' first name. Anthony Edwards. Oh, uh, yeah, Anthony Edwards. Blake Griffin. Um, uh, Blake Griffin. We're cutting Blake. No, 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 no. I'll cut Blake. I'll hold on to Edwards. We'll bench him, and I'm going to start Terrence Ross. What do you got? Yeah, yeah I'm 100% agreeing. I'm just looking at this trade real quick. Uh, Curry, Thaddeus Young, and Patty Mills for Booker, Fox, and Beasley. Mm, I'm feeling pretty good being Booker, Fox, and Beasley. Yeah, that one's that one's nuts. So Paul George for Carl Anthony Towns. I'm keeping. I'm, Keep Towns. If you can get Towns, if that's what it costs to get Towns, yeah. we get Towns. Now is the week to yeah. get Towns while he is still out. Uh, and it was it was Bucks Holiday from that one start bench cut yep. earlier. So uh, good deal. That's a good question. Uh, we got one more from Aiden. Heldon Johnson, Carmelo, Anthony, Norm Powell. I'm cutting Norman Powell. I'm sick of Norman Powell right now. He's been too inconsistent. Um, Carmelo, Anthony, real quick. I haven't checked out Melo, but with the injuries over there to Portland. Mm, tad inconsistent. Uh, Keldon mm-hmm. Johnson got off to a tremendous hot start, but I think he's cooled since then. Uh, I'm This is this one's easy. We're going Keldon here. Yeah, Keldon's a given the consistent numbers, so. I like the minutes. I like uh, Cut Powell, keep Carmelo, and start Keldon. Right. Uh, no. All right. So this will be the last question of the night from Aiden here. Um, who could he get for Smart and Kemba in a trade? If you're looking to package a guy like Marcus Smart and Kemba Walker, hmm. You're probably looking at one of these buy low guys that we've been talking about, whether that's Booker, Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell, technically. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else that might come to mind because Kemba can you could get a pretty nice player for Kemba's name value. Yeah, I think if you can, you know, putting a nice package like that together, you can probably get a decent, um, you know, buy low player or just someone you really like, you know, that's underperformed. Maybe you could get a De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox, man, that oh. could be. That could be nice there. I'd, I'd probably shoot a little bit higher. Maybe go see what the Malcolm Brogdon dude's up to. That one, I, I would value his his consistency quite a bit. Fred Van, you're probably looking in somewhere in this window. Brogdon, De'Aaron Fox, Van Vliet, maybe D'Angelo Russell. Uh, Jamal yep. Murray's right there. Jamal Murray's right there. If you go get Jeremy Grant, I love Jeremy Grant. Um, he's he's it's the Pistons, but he is he's all they got, and he he. At the moment right now, this is a league winner for where you probably drafted him. In this league, he was in the seventh round. He's playing the fourth best small forward, which uh, the small forward I think is one of the most valuable. It it is, to me, the most valuable position in fantasy because you can find him anywhere. Absolutely. Um, And he's got that small forward, power forward. Go get Jeremy Grant if you can. Go get Jeremy Grant for Kemba and Smart in your league. I wouldn't trade Jeremy Grant if it was up to me, but. Um, I don't know, man. Any final thoughts on tonight's show? We're almost up to the hour here. Any thoughts? I, you know, I just, I am so sad that not everyone in the world got to see Colin Sexton go off on the big three last night, but um, Yahoo is going to provide us with some games going forward. And I think Kyle Bauer will do a great job of letting us know. So. I'm uh, I'm actually looking at it right now. But if you guys are interested, the Yahoo Sports app on your phone. Uh, and one way that I found this was we, I was looking for football games, and um, they have a watch tab on the bottom of the phone there where they're going to stream all of your games that are like within your local area. So uh, for football, I was getting you know the two games on Sunday plus the, the the late game. I don't know. There's a ton of football games, and then lately the Yahoo Sports app has been running just randomly, like almost out of the blue, like I'll just look at it and all of a sudden they have any NBA game that on there. So it's essentially NBA league pass. Um, but it's on your phone. You were able to stream it though, to your TV. 
So yeah, I was able but, to cast it right onto the TV from yeah. my phone. So that was so just beautiful. Day. My wife was, and I enjoyed the fourth quarter in overtime of a rare Cavs victory. Okay, so two questions: Were the Cavs pants on? The Cavs pants were on. Ooh, okay. So, so that's maybe that's, that's a, a thing. Maybe it's the Cavs pants. What else were you, like? What else was in the mood? Like you had uh, like pop, like popcorn. Like what? Uh, any feng shui? Certain things. There was some popcorn going. No popcorn. Okay. Didn't need it. Didn't need. No, it. no, no. There we did have popcorn. I made some fresh air pop. Okay. So this is a this is an unsponsored ad for Yahoo Sports app you and popcorn and and the TV I was watching on. <laughs> but I just want to thank everyone in the chat room for hanging out tonight. If you're still hanging out with us, don't forget to like the video. Uh, comments are great in the chat room. I love the chat room. All fired up. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We'll be back next Tuesday. I'm assuming we'll get John and Drake all together at once again for that. But uh, for Drake, you can follow him on Twitter. I have his link in the in the in the YouTube bio. We're trying to get him more than the four followers that he's got. Um, but give uh, me a follow, Aiden. <laughs> yeah, go get uh, the. I think it's at the fellow des uh, descriptions in the link below. But I don't you know. Guys are great, great guests. I love you guys all. You guys right. did a great job. We're gonna get out of here. Go watch that Bucks Lakers game. Have a good rest of your night, guys. We'll see you in another video. Thanks. Peace.